Hi everyone, welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various uh, topics related to technology. Uh, today, we're going to start by asking you guys a question. Do you have a will? Do you have a, an arrangement of what will happen to everything after you pass away? It's certainly a thought-provoking question, and uh, we want to look at uh, this area of, uh, we want to look at the digital side of this area. Um, we have we all have, uh, seeing as you guys are listening to our podcast, uh, we all have digital presence on the internet and in various other places offline as well, which might be digital. And all of these presence creates content and assets on, on the internet and in, in digital realm. And we wanna talk about the digital legacy that you will leave behind when you finally pass away. So this is a quite a thought provoking topic to talk about. I, uh, when Amit came up with the topic, I was actually quite interested uh, because there is a lot to talk about and it, it's quite thought provoking in a way that a lot of the things that we, we may not even thought, we may have not even thought about, we can explore those uh, in this talk. Um, so yeah, digital legacy, it's, um, in in one in one in in a nutshell, digital legacy is all the legacy you leave behind digitally, as the name suggests. And uh, as soon as you start thinking about it, you probably start thinking with your Facebook account. But it's not just limited to that. It's not just the content you create, although that is a major part of it. There will be a lot of other types of things that you know you may or may not have, like for example, your Bitcoin or NFTs that you own so um it's 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 a very interesting topic hope you guys will um uh, stay with us while we explore this uh this area amit what's your thought on digital legacy so yeah uh, thanks Renat, for that introduction i think yeah it's uh, it's a very apt topic because we have so many uh, logins these days we have social media accounts shopping accounts bank accounts and we manage everything online and it's crucial to think about what happens to these accounts when we die, when we become paralyzed, when we become incapacitated in or handicapped or whatever. Uh, so what happens to these accounts? How are these accounts managed? What happens to the information that's there in the account? Do they get lost forever? What does Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple, what do they do with these accounts? Do they have any policies, etc.? And uh, that's what digital legacies are all about. When we talk about legacies uh, in in olden times, it used to be about how much uh, how much wealth you are leaving behind in terms of uh, financial assets, how much uh, property you are leaving behind, how much uh, money you are leaving behind for your children, uh, how many houses, properties, etc. So those are the kind of things that you used to normally put in your will, and that used to be the legacy that you leave behind for your family, for your uh, children. You used to have insurance, so you you in as part of your will you would write uh, your insurance details. So what happens to the money? Who who? How does it get paid? Etc. Etc. But no one talks about okay who will manage my instagram profile or who will manage my facebook profile or what happens to all the emails uh, in my gmail account uh, or yahoo account or hotmail account so no one talks about that and then what happens to the money in my bank account so what happens to that um, i mean i manage it online so uh, what happens to all those things and that is something that companies have already started thinking about 
and that's what we want to explore in this uh, talk yeah absolutely i mean um this i actually you know thought about what will happen to my online content and accounts quite a few years ago and i did some research i think 5 6 years ago and at that time i read an article where the journalist actually uh, probed if you like uh, all the different uh, major platforms like microsoft facebook gmail and they found microsoft to be the most uh, had to have to have the most sort of uh, structured or sort of so so uh, sort of response team who actually thought about it and they they had a process in place um although the others didn't even even think about at that time obviously nowadays it's it's a lot different because your facebook account has become an asset in itself because it's not just the relationships you manage over there it's your content and you might have a business side of it you might manage a page or two which might have subscribers which are generating money so there are assets involved in all different major platforms like instagram facebook as well as your gmail and microsoft um free email account which you might be thinking yeah not much but you know there is there is a lot of sister sister products of microsoft that maybe you have a thought about for example uh xbox maybe you are a gamer and you have uh, um coins or some sort of assets in those games in xbox uh in your xbox account you might have your uh, bank details and and the rest as with subscriptions and then you could also have a vr account with facebook i mean there are so many things that each of these uh, companies own for example facebook owns whatsapp and instagram which both could have business accounts and then they also own the oculus rift the virtual reality uh, uh, profile microsoft has similar sort of range of products that you might be separately connected to but not thought about that they are all under one account so it's it's good in a way that um, you know it, <clears throat> your loved ones might not have to go through all the different accounts but it's still important to know that what's happening and nowadays you can sort of nominate or um tell these companies uh, about what should happen to your account after you pass away so there are now structured um sort of um business processes in place by these businesses um but then again you know now they're in place with all of these major platforms but then you know you might have smaller accounts with smaller companies which which doesn't have these things uh, sorted so it's it's a very interesting uh, um thing to explore what what would you want i mean before we um i think at at uh, in you know before this digital age i think the norm was that make everything cash and then uh divide it up in you know according to what you say in your will but nowadays not all of them can be made to cash uh because in an instagram account with a lot of uh followership you might actually not want them to be sold away um but to be managed by your your inheritance so they can continue to leverage the the followership from that account so uh, um yeah it's uh, it's it's um quite um powerful thought to to sort of explore definitely and and you touched upon very finer aspects you 
you touched about nfts you touched about monetization from facebook accounts and instagram accounts and that's actually such a important thing because the lot of people like us i mean we started doing this podcast almost 2 years back and uh, i mean and, and we we've still not generating any revenue from it but uh, there are a lot of people who generate revenue from the content that they create and that revenue is actually running their families when they are alive but what happens to that revenue once they get incapacitated or die or whatever so i think it's very important to define all those things and then put it in a trust or a will or etc but when i say put it in a will what what do we actually mean so say uh, i have a facebook account put in will what am i putting the username am i putting the password and then okay so suppose i put the username and password so do do i want my say son to manage my personal facebook account on my behalf is that right so then uh, if that's not right then what should be the next step okay so what should happen with my facebook account should it get deactivated because normally what happens is if you don't use an account for some time say a year then it start it gets deactivated and then you have to go through a process of getting the account reactivated and i think after 2 years it gets deleted because there's no point for the company to store your data if you're not accessing it for the 2 years so do you deactivate your account do you delete your account or do you just memorialize it so there is this whole term of memorialization where you actually create a memorial so you keep the account active but it's a now a memorial in memory of amit sarkar my instagram page will be there people can access it but it will show a sign saying that yes i am no longer alive or i am no longer able to control this account etc and that's a very important and uh, th- so these are the kind of questions that the companies are now thinking and they have already provided such features on their platforms Yeah, I, I remember back when uh, Facebook was um, there was a lot of uh, controversy around Facebook not ever deleting uh, you you know you're not being ever able to delete a Facebook profile and then uh, there was a, uh, I think I read a meme somewhere that in 50 or 100 years time there'll be more Facebook profiles of dead people than than alive ones and it's an interesting thought and uh, yeah what you mentioned is in you know as a memorial and in dif- different ways you can preserve or not preserve and it it's a controversial and moral question like what would you rather like and is it okay for your loved ones who are the closest to you but yet still you might have you know um content information messages in your facebook or other personal messaging services that you don't want um them to see but you also want the other aspects of say for example you don't want them to see your facebook messages but you do want them to manage your facebook pages which are you know have a large followership so um what happens in these scenarios can you actually pick and choose which wants to be deleted and which wants to be transferred can it be transferred can a page t- uh, ownership be transferred transferred to a different account and should it be that kind of um, that, that's an interesting thing to explore i think uh, page ownership can be transferred but uh, i think profile ownership uh, may not be and uh, if you uh, so there is a process now in place because uh, the thing is when we are talking about digital assets all these digital assets are protected by passwords or some kind of authentication mechanism so now the question is when you define your will do you give the passwords to all all your loved ones 
So that's that's quite interesting. I actually thought about it quite a few years ago. I did think I started thinking about it quite a long time ago, and I thought that okay, I want to have my I I do want something to be happening with my accounts. You know, I I have my one node with a lot of nodes, and you know, some of them has direction of what could happen. So I want at least my loved one to have my Microsoft. Yeah, password. That way, they can at least I I could detail everything I want to happen in in OneNote, but they could access the OneNote with my password. So as as long as I can get them the password. But nowadays, with two-factor authorization and other other security measures in place, just having the password is not enough. And also, um, for good reason as well. Um, you know, for security purposes. Uh, you know. Just the password shouldn't really. I mean, when the account is owned by you, it you know the the service provider, for example, Google or Microsoft, should know who is accessing it, because it, it has your bank cards and other payment details as well. So, for, from from a security perspective, if in case you're not dead, uh, no one should be able to just you know do everything that you would do. So, say for example, even if you give your loved one your password. And they gets in, and then they transfers all the money from your bank account to their bank account. But then, you know, after some time, you, it's realized that you had debts. But you know, the debts don't transfer as you die; it goes with you. So, what what if um, you know some, a malicious person? You know, added debt to your your account, and you know it could it could become quite complicated. So, so in in that sense, even your loved ones shouldn't be allowed to transfer money uh, from your account to another account. But if they have your password, they might. And what do you do in this scenario? So that's what a will or a trust is, because it's it's supposed to enforce your wishes. So when you are so 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 you write a will. And you define all the assets that you have, digital as well as physical assets and financial assets, whatever. So you define all the lists of all the assets. Then you define, okay, what asset should be distributed and how it should be distributed. Okay. So if you are saying that, okay, I have a, I have a house. I want the house to go to my son, and I have, uh, say, three hundred pound. Three hundred thousand pound cash. I want that cash to go to my wife, and then I have my Facebook account. I want my Facebook account to be kept uh, active, but uh, it should be memorialized. So these are the kind of things that I would define in a will. And when whoever executes the will will then make sure that it's executed based on my wishes. So I think the onus of how the information should be used always lies on you. and that's what the legacy is all about right so so suppose i don't create a legacy okay and i don't share any passwords in that case what should my say wife or son do so in that case what what they will do is they'll try to approach facebook they'll try to approach amazon google microsoft and what they'll do is they'll request them to uh, maybe deactivate maybe delete or because i have not defined anything or they can decide okay memorialize it but for them to take such action they would need to provide some kind of necessary information like proof of identity proof of death proof of incapacity uh, incapacitation etc so that way facebook and google microsoft all these big players they can identify that yes that person has now been left incapacitated and uh, they or they have died and and they have proved that they are the closed ones they are the the closest members to this person and 
based on their request we are dealing with this because there is no will so there is no legal basis for them to carry out any of these transactions so th that's how they can do and uh, and take ownership of the account and that's why it's important to define a will right now because we don't know what will happen and if you are not sure about these things banks can take ownership of all your financial assets if you are not uh, announcing the nominees if you are not announcing what happens to say your shopping cart to your cryptocurrencies to your uh, uh, OneDrive and Google Drive uh, photographs so normally a lot of people Dropbox they have a lot of photographs what happens to those photos who who does it go to and those those are valuable memories to exactly. loved ones but maybe nothing to 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 the to Microsoft so they would they would be happy to delete them and you know save their space while those are really valuable photos to 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 your loved ones yes. so uh, so it's important, absolutely important to define what you would like for everything to happen. And this actually um, hits close to home for me quite quite a bit. I mean, when you came up with the with with the topic, I immediately thought about uh, my my younger brother. He passed away very recently, uh, to uh, just over a year ago. And uh, there was nothing defined because he's younger than me, and um, so. I mean, it is quite sad for me to even co communicate with with all of these uh, uh, companies. So I haven't yet. It is in my to-do list, but I haven't even started yet because uh, to get the documentation that you know proves my relationship with my brother and the fact that he did in fact pass away, all of this documentation is is quite lengthy. And once I have that, then I can communicate with them and. Um, you know, do anything that I would like to. So right now, his his uh, profiles are there just as it is, not logged in, and not managed or not memorialized. And it is it is quite important. Uh, that's why I would urge even more um, um, strongly to our audience that it is important to at least define what will happen to your digital accounts, assets, and you know everything, including content. So. So your loved one can take care of those um, after you pass away. And it is important to your loved ones as well to be able to do that. And uh, that is from my own personal experience. Yeah, Arunath, it was a very unfortunate. Uh, uh, I mean, it was very unfortunate when you lost your brother. But I think uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, we never know what will happen in life. I mean, we have parents, right? Parents, parents also now have digital uh, assets, and we don't know have they defined anything for us or, or for for uh, our, I mean, for each other. So it's uh, I think the main reason for doing this talk is basically to create that awareness that these things are something that people are now thinking about. So like Instagram profile, you're so so popular, and suddenly you die. What happens to all your followers? What happens to all the um, um, advertisements that you are uh, showing through your platform and all the all the uh, I mean all the brands that you connect? What happens to all of that? And uh, people have now started thinking about it. So there is something called as uh, I mean every company has a different name to it. So like Google has inactive account manager, Facebook has something and Apple has something, but they have now clearly cleared defined policies. And as part of uh, this podcast, what we'll do is we'll share those links so you can have access to those. Um, and you can actually go and check 
okay so what do i do with my instagram what do i do with my facebook and what do i do with my google account and imagine if you are using google account you are using maps you are using gmail you are using youtube you are using um, i mean google drive you are using so many other things just from google and if you are if you are on the apple ecosystem you have uh, the apple apple tv apple plus what happens to all your subscriptions by the way so have you thought about that <laughs> So yeah, I mean, speaking of subscription and and streaming services, this this actually reminds me of quite appropriate uh, situation that happened very recently. Um, uh, a, 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 for those of you who are gamers, um, a, a very popular gaming streamer, uh, I think his name was Technoblade. Yes, he passed uh, away very recently. He passed away in cancer, and he actually did have a a lot of things set up. He had a pass away message uh, for his dad to uh, convey. after he passed away and you know that that that's a good example of um, you know thinking ahead even past your uh, time of passing and how to take care of all of these i mean it, it, i definitely do uh, i would urge the audience to check out this story i think if you search technoblade uh, um, even if you're not a gamer you would know that he was a streamer he was a very popular st- streamer a lot of people were his fan and i'm not a gamer at all but even i somehow you know got to you know got this news that this happened and who he was etc so that's that's definitely something to think about and something to take action to i mean here we you know uh, amit and i we do talk about topics every week and at the end we always urge you to do something we we do i mean we, we, you know we're not trying to convince you to do this way or that way but we do urge you to be aware and do something about about that topic and in 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 this topic i think it it's important that um we guys we we ask you that you guys do something about what will happen to 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 your legacy when you pass away uh, and use use potentially use technoblade as an example and one one other thing as well um this this is from this is from my personal experience from my brother um which i learned um uh, is that uh, if you have iphone which he did uh, iphone pin numbers are are not uh, sort of um you can't avail it from anywhere if you know it and if you pass away that's it uh, so it's not saved in the cloud it's not anywhere and you can't sort of recover the phone in some way even if you take it to a, a tech person or even apple uh, um even they would not be able to unlock your phone if if you don't know your iphone passcode so that's that's very important if you want your phone to be available after you pass away um you know there might be important data information photos memories in your phone or the phone might be an expensive one which you might want people to have uh, uh if it is an iphone uh, you you do want to make sure that your uh, apple pin code is uh, phone pin code is somehow available after <laughs> after you pass away so yeah technoblade is is what i wanted to sort of bring up it was a really good example of of what should happen to your digital legacy and uh, um if you are you know an influencer influencer of any sort uh that that's a good example to to look at 
Yeah, I think uh, it's even, even, I mean, you compared Apple, but uh, Android also has the same feature. So when you actually create the pin, it, the pin is always stored locally. It's never transmitted to the Google servers. So it's it's on, on device encryption that happens with the pin. So even Google can't unlock your phone. So it applies the same to Android ecosystem as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll have to do some more research and we'll provide the links in the description uh, about how Google manages smartphones. Because, I mean, we talked about digital assets like uh, your uh, subscriptions, your social media profiles, your shopping accounts, your bank accounts, etc. Et but the most important asset, which is not digital, but it interacts a lot digitally, is your smartphone. What happens to your smartphone? How do you unlock it? And uh, I mean, we are talking about creating all the list, but in the end, they are all secured by a password. So do we want uh, through the will to share passwords as well? So you might want to share passwords for some accounts, but how do you share passwords? I mean, do you write it somewhere? Do you have a file, you protect it, and then that prote that file has a password, etc. This just, this just immediately rings alarm bells that it's it's a security risk, because if all the passwords are protected with one password, that, 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 that in itself is, and if you write it down, it's just absolutely not advisable to write down ever your password. So what actually do you do, Amit? I, I do wonder. So, so, I mean, you have heard of password managers, right? And you might be using a password manager. I use an offline password manager called KeePass. I recently created a video for it. I'll, I'll share the link. Uh, and basically, I manage all my passwords in a single database and I store it uh, on my local machine. And because it's protected by one single password and that password is a very long password, you cannot easily hack it. it it's a long password. It's, it's not a password, it's a passphrase. So it's it's very important that you understand the difference between a word and a phrase and how how easily it is to hack something. But, but uh, yeah, go ahead. So so just just to sort of challenge you on this, I mean, I don't think they're you know the hacking the the actual being a tech wizard and hacking your password with brute force or any other a very clever method is the reason passwords get get fail uh, passwords fail it's because as human it, it always 99 percent of the time it happens because of human error it, no matter how difficult long or complicated the password is it's because of human error that most of the time someone you know gets their account so what 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 would you do in that scenario because <laughs> yeah as you said i also use a password manager mine's even less less secure because mine's just chrome uh, <laughs> okay. so uh, <laughs> so um what would happen if someone gets my gmail password i made it i i, I put it unrelated to me very complicated all of those things but i could make an error one day <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so to deal with that, first, firstly, you have to understand why a password manager exists. So, yes, people reuse their passwords. People use the same passwords. People use a combination of a certain password, and maybe have they have three or four different combinations of the same password they use across multiple websites, and they have like tons of logins. You have logins for insurance. You have login for bank. You have logins for social media. Logins for shopping. Login for cinemas. Login for theaters. Login for uh, so many things. Okay, and and all these logins should have a password based on a certain criteria. Some have special characters, some have don't have special characters, some have uppercase, lowercase, etc. And it's hard to remember everything. A password manager comes because it can create a password for you on the fly that you don't have to remember. That's the first thing. Now, 
you're right a password manager is protected by a single password that's the case for both offline as well as online so the only way to secure that is through a passphrase a very long password a, not a password passphrase so it's a it's almost like the length of a sentence maybe 100 characters but it's easy to remember so the password could be i love amit sarkar a lot and then some numbers so i love amit sarkar a lot is a a a sentence in itself but because it's so long the 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 processing power that we currently have will not be able to hack it in the uh, in the near future so so now what happens is that uh, these password managers are there and you make a human error and uh, because of that your password gets leaked it has leaked so we interviewed troy hunt in one of our podcasts he maintains a website called have i been pwned and if you type your email there it will tell you in which database all the passwords have leaked so now that password that has leaked is online and what has happened and it has happened to me linkedin passwords got leaked and those linkedin passwords with that password and unfortunately i was reusing those passwords in some other accounts um and the, the hackers they were smart enough to try that same password with my email on those accounts now here is the trick have you heard of two factor authentication so that's tied to your phone and that's how you make sure that just having a password does not compromise your account maybe we'll do another talk about two factor authentication because that's a very important topic as well yeah, yes. but uh, but I, the whole idea is that you don't have just a password to access your account you have some kind of an sms code some kind of a uh, on mobile token mm-hmm. that's generated or you have a physical key that you have to press or connect in your device that gives you access to your account and that is the crucial bit that you have to be always uh, careful about because if you have two factor authentication even if you make an error people cannot get into your account that easily they need mm-hmm. your smartphone they'll need that physical uh, key otherwise they'll not have access to your account even if you make an error even if the password gets leaked even if it is online hosted on a cloud server you're still safe so i think uh, i mean so, we'll so this actually, yeah yeah i mean this this is kind of going a little bit um yes. off topic but we are going to bring it back exactly like this because that's that's the that's essentially the challenge when with your digital legacy is because two factor authorization you need the access to your phone and you want to ensure that not only do you share your password but also give access to your phone to your loved ones otherwise they wouldn't be able to access we encourage using two factor authorization in in all aspects absolutely very much too because it is more secure and it is the most secure way of um, you know protecting your information and content online but at the same time you also want to if you want to give whichever access um uh, to your loved ones after you pass away um you have to remember that not just giving them the password you know just giving them the password won't be enough for for them to have access to everything that you have and a lot of the times you only have accounts through a mobile app and you don't potentially use it on on websites um you know a, a, a login on websites many accounts are only based on um, only mobile based for example tiktok is yeah you can go on tiktok with web browser but most of its activities are are on um, mobile phone and if you have a large followership and you know um, there might be money coming in or whatever 
then you might want that you know to take into consideration when you when you are making a list of all the things that your loved ones should have access to yes and uh, it's it's not just tiktok i mean a lot of the times what happens these days is we have facial recognition and we have biometrics enabled so what happens is we forget the password <laughs> so even if you write down the password and it's protected by some kind of biometrics and we recently did a talk on biometrics as well um i think uh, so you have to think about all these things when you're defining your digital legacy how would people access the information that you have so carefully protected and what kind of information are you willing to share with them when you pass on or pass away and and who will be the executor for example yes. it, 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 like platforms like facebook or google or microsoft they have so many different areas where you might have you know access you know contents and information in for example the example we had uh, talked about earlier you know you might want your facebook pages uh, to to transfer ownership or other content you, you want your loved ones to have access to but you don't want your facebook messages to be to be revealed uh, for whatever reason um, then someone has to go into your facebook account and delete all the messages before it's given the access is given to your uh, loved ones so who would be the executor because in 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 a traditional sense there is usually an executor for your assets you know when you die you have different investments properties etc so there is an administrator or executor who does all of these things and then um transfers it over as as by your intention as you intended to your loved ones uh, but then there, there might be a need for an executor in 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 the digital world and who or what will do that because each individual platforms they're not going to take responsibility for the other platforms so and microsoft is not going to do anything to do with gmail or google uh, services so there needs to be an independent executor who who will take care of all of these platforms on your behalf so how does that work uh, and is there a service available um right now that you could pay that there will there will be the executor of your digital content in future so normally what happens is uh, people have family lawyers and they execute the will and the lawyer is uh, mostly from a firm so if the lawyer passes away or he moves on to moves away then they can bring in some other lawyer and that's an impartial person a third person that he he or she is not related to anyone um uh, from your family and uh, th that person is an impartial executor of your will uh, it could be the will trust or whatever but the whole idea is that uh, when you define your will you define it in front of a solicitor so the wording is exactly correct because sometimes what happens is the wordings can be reinterpreted or interpreted in a completely different manner so you have to make sure that if you make it very simple so it's it cannot be uh, read in multiple ways or understood in multiple ways or you write it from a legal point of view or you ask a legal person to uh, write your will and then you verify it and you sign it and on the day when you die or based on whether you become paralyzed or incapacitated then the lawyer again can come 
to your family you can have a meeting and you can then that person will execute the will first the will will be read out to everyone and then it will be executed so that's the normal way of uh, execution and you can find lawyers who write wills and then lawyers who can uh, maintain the will for you and then execute and we'll share some links uh, as well for that but yeah normally this is how it's done you are not going to leave the will uh, with some with some of your family members you might leave the will to a friend because you're not going to transfer ownership of you might if the friend is very close uh, and if you don't have any other uh, relations close to you then you might transfer some assets to your friend because he has taken very good care of you and you're very close to him or her but normally it goes to the family and if it goes to the family then you can have your friend as an impartial executor as well so yeah these are the uh, main ways you can do it but i would always urge to go uh, properly and do the legal way so who's if you have a family lawyer talk to that person and make sure because they are bound by confidentiality as well so they cannot share the content of the will with anyone in the family so I'm, I'm, i i don't know if this makes sense but while talking about it i just thought about you know the reason cryptocurrency or the blockchain became so popular is because something that was quite private before it was questioned what's the need for the you know the the master ledger to be private why can't it be public and validated by everyone so um of course in your will or as you leave your legacy your password should absolutely be private because <laughs> then what's the point but the distribution of what should happen is there a need for that to be private what if it was always public written somewhere what you want right now um and you know it it's just the execution part the 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 access part when you pass away the handover the handing over of the password that happens when you pass away but everything that you wanted you already written it in a blog post for example and it's always publicly available say for example i want you know my children to have this many percentage and my wife and you know all of these things i've already you know say for example um not that i have but uh you know if someone already have it they know they have it publicly written so it can it can be validated but so no one can basically uh change the story after i die either so so that that wow, what do you think of that idea it's just it's just something just came up hopefully an audience will make that into a reality if there is no if they don't find any any if they if, they, if, if it's not a stupid idea <laughs> but, so so uh, let's let's be paranoid for a bit okay so i have a will i write the will i write the will and i put it in an envelope and then i seal it with a uh a wax and then i s- s- put a seal on the wax with a date and i destroy the seal okay so no one can forge it okay so that's in the physical world in order for me to do the same thing digitally i need to ensure that the digital will is not forged in any other way by any other person so how do you enforce that so that's where blockchain comes blockchain is not yeah. about blockchain is not about uh, decentralization or keeping everything public blockchain is to make sure if something is digital how do you ensure that if it is copied what is the original version so it keeps a track of multiple copies you know what the original one is exactly so, so that's, identifying the original that's, that's the nft as well right so the blockchain so you- enables you to uh, keep track of the changes that have been made to the original document 
and right. so, so can I make my will an NFT and etch it in Ethereum Ethereum network? It's, or it's, 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 a, it's a good concept. Maybe maybe we should discuss because, a business idea about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is absolutely. You know what? What we can do, Amit. Um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, we have many topics to talk about in future as well, but I have a list of various ideas, tech-related ideas that I just written down as ideas, but it, I don't think I'll ever come around to making them a reality. So, I, you know, in some of those episodes, I can actually go through some of the ideas I have, but okay, that's that's for another um, another conversation. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't actually mind if if anyone from our audience uh, takes this as an idea, uh, creates a company, uh, I don't even need credit, just make it a reality. And, you know, uh, it, would be, it would be good for humanity. I will take it as that. Um, um, I think it's an interesting premise because you're right. We all have physical wheels, wills and everything is moving online. So how do we convert a will to an online version. So what if an, we have an online will? How do we ensure that it is not tampered with? It is not changed. It is not modified. And the one way to do it is having a blockchain. You can have an Ethereum blockchain uh, using a smart contract. You can have a Bitcoin blockchain. You can have any kind of blockchain and put it there. So you ensure that, okay, it survives. Now the problem is, again, these decentralized uh, networks, sometimes they die they become a flop yeah, so course. then what happens to the information that, that is, there is definitely that risk but then obviously there's it's a billion dollar industry nft i think it some you know i don't think it reached trillion yet but yeah nft you know the whole industry is trillion dollars a billion dollars and thousands and tens of thousands of people working on it so it's i mean obviously there's always a chance it can die but you know, if you choose one of the one of the most you know more popular ones, uh, more established ones like Ethereum Network or Polygon has now become quite established as well, I hear, then it, there is less chance for of it to die. And also, I mean, if you were really paranoid of it, you know, you can be a miner and download the whole of uh, you know Blockchain. the the whole of the blockchain in your computer and there is way to um to get information out of that as well so it's not it, it's not like that information has to completely die away outside of your control you can still preserve the information but if the network dies your validation by the rest of the world dies with it but that's you know that's on a very unlikely scenario i mean the banks could also collapse tomorrow or a government in a, in a country could collapse tomorrow i mean it, it, it it's i i think it's that level of unlikely scenario for ethereum network to die as well but um one of the things i just thought about um a few minutes ago, I'm trying to think about is, yeah, so this is, um, you know, this is a, 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 from my personal scenario, as my brother passed away, he, um, I mean, it is for me, it's, it's too sad to go to Facebook now and fight with them to prove what he wanted, because I don't have a solid proof of what his intentions were. I know I, we talked about various things and I know that. Uh, but how do I prove it and give me access to? But if he had a publicly, you know, uh, declared things that he would want, there there won't be any proof needed because it's publicly declared. He, as uh, the owner, he etched it in in Ethereum or some some sort of uh, blockchain. So so that would be easier for the loved ones to access and maintain and action all the things that 
anyone wanted because everyone knows about it and uh, people would i would think usually be helpful to to uh, keep a deceased person's last wishes i think uh, facebook does have an option so just go online and check because they will give you an option to uh, first prove your relationship with the person then prove mm-hmm. that that person has passed away and uh, based on the death certificate and then you can decide what you want to do and i think they will take that into account if there is no formal will because of course you have to bear in mind that not everyone is aware that a will should be there in the first place i mean mm-hmm. we are talking on a podcast where i mean we are not sure how many people are listening to but say uh about 0.001% of the population is listening to this podcast that's that's a very few number so a majority of them are not even aware outside this podcast and see lot how, how many people are actually constantly searching for a will so a lot of the times a lot of the poor people and everyone so we are actually talking about a very niche population who have access to digital assets who have a smartphone who bank online and who have such things which needs to be protected So or or create digital content as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you might not have a lot of these other things, online banking or whatever, but you might actually create digital content in yes. in remote yeah. parts of the world as well. So, and yeah. then you're generating revenue from Google Ads or whatever. So yeah, so it's it's uh, important to think about all these things, and I'm pretty sure companies uh, like Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, they are all thinking about these things because you're right. I mean, what happens to the the bank card that I've saved in the Amazon account? who removes it and what happens to the yearly subscription cost that happens on my one drive account every year some money gets deducted from my bank account what happens to that who reports to the credit agency that okay i i passed away so stop reporting or uh, creating bad debt uh, who who stops repa- reporting to um, uh, the credit collection services who are trying to collect debt from you because you have not paid certain credit cards etc or certain loans so how do you ensure all these things happen so i think companies are thinking about it because what happened is we had only physical assets with the advent of internet with the advent of smartphone everything is moving slowly online and especially with covid we are now talking to people and doing things just online we don't i mean except for groceries and maybe few other things everything most of the work that we do is knowledge work it's not physical work so if it is knowledge work it's always done online and if it is online it means it's digital and if it is digital it means it needs to be protected it needs to be passed on it needs to be i mean there has to be a way to pass it on to the next generation once you pass just like a physical asset and a lot of companies have started thinking about it you can actually download all the data from google if you want to say delete your account you can download all the data and uh, google will send you gbs of uh, files which you can download and then you can keep it on your computer so yeah there are many things i mean we just talked about digital asset think about all the hard drives that you have if you have encrypted it uh, what happens to those hard drives yeah and um, on the other side of it if you didn't encrypt and you wouldn't like anyone else to see what happens to them those those content in your hard drive which are offline and you think that it's there not online and it's all good but um what happens to to Then those it should be in a locker <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, if you want to keep a hard drive, uh, external hard drive in a vault in a locker, that's that's another story. But yeah, I mean, uh, these are these are uh, important questions to think about. So I mean, we're not we're not coming up to you guys with a solution, with a like a coherent solution. But what we are urging you guys to do is to think about it and take some sort of action. I mean, if at the very least you could go through that Facebook settings where you at least nominate someone. Um, of, of, and when you try to do that, then a lot of thought will, will come to you that, okay, this also needs to happen or not and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's thought provoking and also action provoking, hopefully, um, that you would, would take some action, um, it, it doesn't have to be a very detailed, um, you know, a very like a comprehensive list of things that you have to do or take care of or, you know, a list of passwords, you know, but um, do something or start by doing something and then see where you end up. But it's, it's definitely something to keep in, keep in your mind. Definitely. And uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, everyone. Uh, it, it's, it was a great uh, conversation, Ranath. I think uh, we covered a lot of important things. And uh, I hope the listeners and the viewers who are watching this video uh, take away something and uh, start try implementing some part of it in their lives because I think it is very important if you care about your loved ones you would think about these things and you would make sure that it's done properly so that it doesn't end up in a feud or in a fight or something like that or a court case so you don't want that to happen so you want everything to be sorted before you pass on before you pass away so that things are taken care of so yeah thanks again for uh, tuning in and uh, hope to see you guys for the next one Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. See you later.